Ah, the open road, the wind in your hair, and the world in your rearview mirror. And the best part, the free snacks. That's right, free snacks. Because right now, for a limited time, at Pilot Flying J, you can get a free snack when you fill up. Just download the My Rewards Plus app, join the free snack challenge, and after you fill, the snack is yours. Just our way to make your journey a little sweeter or saltier, depending on the snack. See PilotFlyingJ.com for terms and conditions. On another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast, we have another episodic pirate adventure to islands to do things. We're going to talk about it right after these ads we have no control over. She prefers Liberator of Artifacts. That was my line. <laughs> Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sing along if you know the words. Animation, deliberation, a conversation, and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome back to another episode of <laughs> Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action, animation, and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. We are your hosts. I am Zuhair Ali. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. And I am Andrew Rogers. And we are going to give you a quick news breakdown before we get to this week's episode of Bad Batch. We got, what, three left in the season? Correct. Yes. Can't come soon enough. What do we got on the docket? <laughs> I'm going to miss singing my, my theme song. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I missed you singing your theme song because last week it was up to me and uh, it was a time. So welcome back. <laughs> well, thanks, for, we'll have, thanks for stepping up. We'll have visions this week, this year, right? May the 4th. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, nice. I... Sweet, yeah, you'll get something. Yay, okay. Yay. <laughs> All right, okay, so... the theme song. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, I love it, I love it. All right, well, uh, on to this news. We did have the 95th Academy Awards take place uh, last Sunday, um, during which, in the best animated feature, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio was the winner there. And coming off of that win... Guillermo del Toro has been kind of in the headlines as he has vowed to uplift animation. Uh, quote, this is an art form that has been kept commercially and industrial at the kids table for so long, end quote. So I know um, in the article that I read from Variety, he also went on to say uh, about how he's going to basically start two scholarships, uh, one that focuses on stop animation, but it seems like he's going to take this win and just keep the momentum going and perhaps, you know, really dedicate his career to elevating this art form. We've said so many times on this podcast that animation is not just for kids. So to hear that come out of the mouth of an Academy Award winner, I just I thought it was very newsworthy. Yeah, I mean, that's in our entire shtick here is, you know, an animation's not just for kids. It is beautiful. It is amazing. It'll, it will make you cry, as we have all found out this week in My Hero Academia. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't wait to talk about that. That show, waterworks. But yeah, it is awesome the amount of attention that animation has been getting recently because it definitely is very um, underappreciated. And I 
get when some people just when they give the art form a chance and just it's not for them as opposed to the thought of like it's only for kids. So there is a lot more content that is coming out that it is more like adult based and whatnot. Um, So, yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, his steps to help the industry just, you know, really help out. It was awesome for him to say and do all that. In our next? next bit of news, apparently Viz Media announced that to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Naruto, we are getting four new episodes within the original series. I want to be excited, but I'm curious just where it's going to go, what it's going to be, and how important it is. Because the story is what it is. Is it just going to be a meaningful filler story? Is it, you know, our friends going on adventures together? Is it going to be a whole new mission? I I don't want to set the bar too high. I'm intrigued. I like that they're still really invested within Naruto and want to give more content if they do something where it's expanding more of the character stories I'm not against it in any ways but it did just kind of like raise an eyebrow and it's like we'll see we'll see I'm curious to see if the animation gets any better in the 20 year anniversary (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't not do it it was on the table I know we joke but it still makes my blood boil a little bit (laughs) Uh, you mad bro a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm not bad about though is this badass chair that came in. Ooh! Oh, that is badass. Nice. For the ladies and gentlemen at home, he has a chair that has the uh, cloud on the back of it, and the cloud. The cloud. I don't know Can how the guy who watched the show explain what it is. You had your back to the microphone. I was feeling dead air, sir. I turned my guess. Be my guest. It is the Akatsuki edition of Secret Labs chair. It's got the Akatsuki main logo on the back. It came with a badass poster. Um, was it expensive? Yes. Did my shoulders and back thank me right away? Yes. Uh, I have been wanting one of these chairs for the longest time, and the fact that they made a Naruto edition, I could not hit pre-order fast enough. You guys should check it out. It is awesome. I wish we were sponsors for them. Maybe I'll reach out and see if we can get something going. But damn, is this chair cool? Mm. Yeah, that's my personal news of the week. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very newsworthy as well. Um, as far as Nardu goes, I have only seen a handful of episodes here and there, but a lot of people in my life are big fans of it. Uh, but the kind of recurring takeaway that I'm getting uh, from both of you is cautious optimism. But uh, my ears perked when you said Viz Media. I'm curious if that's if they're the same people that did the original series as well as maybe Boruto. Uh, but my ears perked up because when you said Viz, I was just like instantly taken back to Wanda, like referring to Vision as, uh. as Viz. <laughs> I, like took me a second to get my head I out of that space. <laughs> I don't understand what's studio piero and what's viz media i don't know if like one handles marketing and the other is doing animation or Mm. what's what but they they come off as both so and viz media does a lot of the manga as well so there's maybe they're like a producer in a way yeah maybe just some kind of parent company yeah maybe okay in other news that regards uh you know fan beloved shows coming back we've talked on the show before about this Futurama revival that's going to be on Hulu and it was event, uh, initially slated to be premiering around this time like March spring 2023 
Um, headlines are now saying that it's been pushed to the summer. Still no solid release date, but still something to look forward to. And I don't mind delays if that means they can give it that extra level of polish. Mm-hmm. I am uh, perfectly okay with that. Hopefully we do get a specific date sooner rather than later, considering summer is not that far away. Uh, and just so we could plan for this show at the very least. I mean, it's more communication than Marvel's What If has given us. So True. I will take news of anything changing. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> it wasn't a great We're- fry, but... <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> no, the meme popped up in my head right away. It was good enough. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah, I do like Futurama. It's one of those things I just kind of watched when it was a Friday, Saturday night, and I was up till 2, 3 in the morning, and it just happened to be airing on Toonami. I don't think I've ever like sat and watched it beginning to end, which assuming it ever has an end. Uh, always an entertainment se- entertaining series, uh, but not one that I necessarily went out of my way for, if that makes sense. It's it's fairly episodic for the most part, but especially towards the last few seasons, there starts to be kind of more connectivity in terms of the overarching story they're telling. Um, and I will say, I don't have any tattoos, but if I ever do get a tattoo, I'm considering one from Futurama that uh, one Philip J. Fry has <laughs> that is very plot centric for those of you who know. You know what I'm referring to. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, and there's Jay Scotty's personal news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Lots of fun news this week, but uh, let's let's move on to the to the meat of the episode. Yes, and this week we are covering, as we mentioned at the top, Bad Batch season two, episode thirteen, Pabu. After informally cutting ties with Sid, the Batch and Omega help Fee Genoa recover a lost artifact. Fee convinces the clones to accompany her to the peaceful island of Pabu. There, they are hosted by Mayor Shep Hazard and his daughter Lyanna, who befriends Omega. However, a sea surge threatens the lower levels of the city. Hunter manages to rescue, rescue Omega and Lyanna at sea while Tech and Wrecker help Fee and Shep to evacuate the population before the sea surge destroys the lower city. Hunter and Tech agree to stay on Pabu to help with rebuilding efforts. I don't care if she calls herself a liberator, she's a pirate because she's stealing my time and my ability to watch more meaningful storytelling. <laughs> Whoa! Um, Coming out of the gates hot. <laughs> I've just lowered my standard for the show at this point. I I enjoyed it as an episodic episode. Um, I loved Hunter's entrance at the beginning when mm-hmm. we were worried about the worm. He just threw the knife up against the wall. It was the the worm reminded me very uh, Attack of the Clones, but oh, his his entrance was, was awesome. Just like you should have brought more muscle, and record got up, and I was like, oh yeah, let's go. This is awesome. So I loved everything about the opening island and everything was beautiful i was just waiting for dwayne johnson to pop up with just you know the polynesian influence that they got Mm. for that you know him or moana whichever one maybe they were doing their fight and that's what caused this sea surge um yeah it it was an episode it was fun it was beautiful things happened on to next week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> y'all. Yeah. Uh, I think the like the kind of interesting thing with the synopsis is that it did not mention Sid at all. And I, I think, yeah. you know, that's probably the biggest takeaway is that we got confirmation that the batch has severed ties with Sid. And 
seemingly it, it seems like they're going to retire on this island of Pabu. So I'll give credit to the episode. It was extremely beautiful, as you oh, mentioned, yeah. but it did subvert my expectations. My expectations were, oh, they come to this island. Sid's going to betray them. The Empire's going to come and encroach on this peaceful society, and it's going to be all their fault. So to have a natural disaster kind of be the source of conflict, I, you know, it's not the most compelling thing from a storytelling perspective, but at least it, <laughs> like it, what you thought. Yeah, it's uh, it's <laughs> it, it was not what I was expecting. So in that sense, I was like, okay, at least it wasn't predictable. It didn't go down exactly how I thought it was going to go down. But um, they mentioned why the Empire hadn't come to Pabu yet, and it was like, oh, we don't have any resources. Why would they come here? And I was just like, I could totally see the Empire just coming here and making this place like a resort for their like you know. Yeah, officers right. and family of the officers and whatnot. So I think the jury's still out. Maybe the Empire could come uh, to Pabu, but it, it was kind of nice, you know, and Tech continues to get like the best moments, I think, to see this budding romance with Fee actually start to take root a little bit was was nice. So oh, he not the best episode. Today. What was it? Uh, when she was talking about the view, like take a look at the view, and isn't it spectacular? And he's like, "That's one certainly one way to quantify it." Or was that it? Something along those lines. <laughs> there was that. That was a good okay. one. No, that's not the one I was thinking. Of. It, it might come to me. There was when he was playing the game against himself as well. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. It, what was it? Yes, Gonky. I'm playing against myself. This is the <laughs> only way I can find this tiny game to be uh, at all challenging. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. But uh, I had a great time. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. I don't know what it was, whether it was the visuals or the storytelling. I I felt like it gave a little bit of everything. You know, you got that action at the beginning, wherein you had this super intriguing fight scene coming in the bar with all of them secretly being revealed. And then to this, you know, peaceful world of just continuing to expand on everything that is Star Wars and I really liked what you said, Jay Scotty, of, oh, it's a natural disaster, not the Empire. Because as soon as they were like, oh, the ground's shaking, I'm like, Star Wars, let us have one happy place. Like, why does everything <laughs> have to get totally destroyed? And like, yes, there was still a tragedy and the homes were destroyed, but like mm -hmm. the people were not, you know, put directly in harm's way by the Empire yet. They still mostly mm -hmm. got out okay. So we still got to see this very peaceful side of it. And I feel like it, Again, I might just be holding out hope for the show as a whole, but it feels like this is going to be a pivotal building block of, you know, perhaps the Bad Batch doesn't have to die, like I said last week, in the fact of, oh, we've never seen them in the future. This could just be where they retire to. This could be their, you know, little village that they go back to. Omega finally has a friend. We got part of what I didn't even realize I missed. Um, in the first season, there was that very father-daughter relationship with Hunter and Omega. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a, the first episode this season where it's really come back full force of, you know, the good old Star Wars trope of man finds kid and now has to protect them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I really liked the emotional impact that this episode felt like it had without being super make me worry about the stakes, because mm -hmm. I feel like when they're under attack, it's like, oh, there's no stakes. But at least this time sure. it was like, well, the stakes aren't even that high. It's just get out of the storm surge okay, how do we do that in an interesting way? So I, I don't know. I got a lot out of it. I super enjoyed it. That's why I was like, those are some harsh fighting words to hair because <laughs> I, I had a great time and they paid off the Sid storyline that we said a couple weeks ago, like, Hey, when are they going to remedy this? They finally kind of gave us the, Oh, it's not going to go down simply. There is more to this story. Which is why I was surprised she wasn't involved a little more. And 
It's not even that I dislike the episode. It's that this episode needs to be the bar now for me and not the crosshair ones, if that makes sense. Like, I just need to understand that, like, this is the standard and I'm just going to enjoy this for what it is instead of wondering why it's not the high caliber stuff that I know that they're capable of producing. And I think maybe that's it is the first season really lowered my bar. Like my bar was the crosshair in the first season. And then the episodic nature just really dropped it down. And then I feel like this season has stayed around the bar. They haven't really exceeded it, but they've just kind of sat at it. So I'm like, oh, this is fine. Yeah, I think the show in both seasons has had a lot of highs and lows. And I think that's one of the struggles of, you know, trying to make Star Wars as family friendly as possible while wanting to draw in a more mature audience and keep the, again, animation is not for kids per se, but this is a very like four quadrants uh, franchise. And this show in particular, I I feel like, you know, they want to entertain the entire family from the young kids to, you know, the season Star Wars fans. So maybe it could uh, smooth things out a little bit and hit those four quadrants a little more with more accuracy and precision rather than so haphazardly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, go ahead. Sorry, real quick. You guys always tell me that rebellions are built on hope. I'm more Hawkeye right now. It's like, don't give me hope. I'll just (laughs) take it for what it is now. Yeah, yeah. I, I did appreciate this episode for a, f- a few things as well in terms of characters. I, you know, I mentioned my boy tech already, but um, I did feel like Hunter while not given like a ton to do, I felt like he had more agency and there was more of a character growth perspective there. Like Andrew, you alluded to the fact that he was like pretty much called Omega's father again. And he had this decision to make and the fact that he and tech kind of came to the same conclusion, but also with Omega, like she keeps getting paired with these young um, side characters, other protagonists. And it, it just kind of shows how her upbringing is so different, having this conversation with Liana and that she's never even stopped to think that like, oh, moving around from place to place to place, like that's not normal. This is the first time she's really had a chance to consider that. Um, and then even Wrecker, like I, th- I kind of got a little chuckle out of the fact that he told tech that it looks like, oh, you've got some competition when the mayor came on the scene. But then he and the mayor seemed like they had like a nice little like chemistry going there. And it had me like wondering, I was like, okay, never really. Yeah. I've never seen Wrecker in this light. Uh, So yeah. um, Not a perfect episode by any means, but a a lot to enjoy. I I feel, you know, Andrew's been talking a lot about because of watching rebels. Like we have all of rebels and we've never seen the bad bash. So it's like, what's their fate? I would just love to know that they retired and they're just lounging on this island for the rest of their lives, if not participating <laughs> in like future projects. Yeah, honestly, halfway through the episode, I was like, we could just end here at the dinner scene. I was like, this is it. They're just Omega's going to ride off into the sunset on this boat, and we're done here. This is our pun intended sunsetting the Bad Batch. Yeah, That's Crosshair it. will die on a science table, and they'll enjoy beach life. <laughs> I yeah. mean, you know. He was the one that left them. I don't know what his problem is. Uh, But and I wasn't here for the conversation last week. But do we know, does Crosshair know whether or not his brothers are still alive? Did he see them escape? Because I think he did. Right. That's when he got the jet burn on the face was like as they were flying away from him. Right. The jet burn was middle of the season. Oh, was it? Okay. He he knows they're alive because he specifically let them go. That's they were right. all on That's the platform right. okay. and he said, 
or they were like, hey, come with us. We're going to escape the Empire. And that was when he he did the big reveal of, oh, my inhibitor chip's not broken. Right. I actually like the Empire. Yeah. You guys get out of here. That's right. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. No, he he knows. And I, oh, I know the thread's going to come back together. It's just mm-hmm. how. But I, <laughs> I will say, we're going to continue to talk about characters. I like Fee again. I feel like they did that like introductory you know teased her at the start of the season then gave us a nothing episode with the mecha arceus mm-hmm. in the middle and now it's like oh this is what her character was actually supposed to be about this whole time was like introducing them to this greater world getting them away from sid and it was like i really liked that story and i think that's another part of why i like this episode is because i wouldn't have been unhappy to get more of this throughout the season of like oh who is Fee? How does she pull the batch in a different direction? Things like that to have brought it together. And maybe that's how I pick the episodes I like is, oh, would I have wanted to see this instead of X thing over there? Mm. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I can add any more to that. It was It's definitely made me see Fee in a different light, and it's definitely a more positive light. Um I have to imagine part of that is the fact that it's Wanda Sykes. Maybe it's a little more difficult to get her for as many episodes. I, I don't know. I True. don't how how busy she is these days. Doesn't seem that busy. But could be expensive though. Could be expensive. Yes. Could be expensive. Yeah. Also, I just want someone to throw tech off guard more because the look on his face when yeah. she reached over to punch in the coordinates and said go this way brown eyes i thought he was gonna lose it and pass out right there i was like dude <laughs> let's go <laughs> yeah i i will say one character that did not work for me and just I, I i don't mean to be overly negative but it's just like sometimes the comedy just doesn't work there was that old man character Mm. Who like oh, when yeah. the mayor was walking around and he's like, oh hey hey ship, it's like how how are blah and blah. And he's like, hey, hey, hey. What, like why is that funny? He's just asking <laughs> how these people are. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was yeah, that was literally just there for the wrecker has to carry someone out of this. <laughs> exactly. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> judging by the fact that Zuhair has his. Hand in his hands. Face in his hand right now. Uh, do we have anything else to say about this one? Nothing productive. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, Next, I mean... I can't wait to finish the episode of Mandalorian because I like the half of it that I've seen. But Oh, okay. Next week's another week. It's a deliberation, buddy. We don't always have to be positive around here. Oh, I've made that very clear. (laughs) (laughs) I am no stranger to that logic one bit. (laughs) Uh. All right. Well, um, at this point, I will acknowledge that as we've been doing this coverage of season two, I don't feel like we've gotten as much feedback. So I'm curious to our listeners, what are your impressions? Did season two lose you? Is that why we're not hearing from you? Uh, If you are sticking with it, what are your thoughts? What are your predictions? Uh, be a part of this deliberation, be a part of this conversation, shoot us an email, a written email, or send a recording of yourself to animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. And while you're at it, leave us a review. Five stars would be appreciated. Yes. (laughs) I hope we've earned it in all of our deliberating through, uh, throughout time. And then the other five death stars. 
and then, as always, the other great way to support us is to follow us on all of our social medias. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Deliberation and on Twitter at Animation Delib One. And then uh, I'm also just going to throw out there, I made a great joke of we don't always have to be positive because we're deliberating. If you want to hear me deliberate plenty more, uh, check out this week's Source Pages podcast. Uh, we did a little bit of a comic run coverage f- to get ready for Shazam, which I am going to see uh, this weekend and then be back on to talk about the movie. There's probably going to be plenty of thoughts around the movie. And uh, yeah, I didn't take necessarily the most positive approach to the comics but it was a really interesting mm. conversation to say the least uh, going into it oh it was if you liked the zany energy that zuhair haley and myself had with bad batch last week you will love the energy that we brought to uh these comics because uh they, there was nothing to talk about in the comics so i think it was just like 40 <laughs> minutes of like dc rant and uh-huh. yeah it was it was a great time. It was a fun time. So definitely uh, go check that out. And uh, besides that, always check out the other shows that we have at strandapanda.com. Zuhair, anything you would like to let the listeners know about in terms of appearances? Uh, just the usual 323 with Reed Murphy. NFL um, offseason is going on. A lot of free agent signings, a lot of trades, a lot of drama. That group chat has been blowing up like there's no tomorrow. So if you guys want to hear our thoughts on it, 323 with Reed Murphy, anywhere you find your podcast. Cool. I will just reiterate, yes, check out all the wonderful shows on the Stranded Panda Network. And just a slight little tease here, just a little morsel. There may be a new show joining the ranks that I may or may not have some significant involvement with. So Keep listening to Animation Deliberation as well as all the other shows. I'm sure you'll be hearing something about that very, very soon. So thanks as always for listening and keep tuning in. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. May the force be with you. And as always, stay whelmed. And until uh, we have deliberating opinions, muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.